have uh, Bessie Williams on the line right now coming out of the uh, the DMV area, and uh, he's a licensed social worker in the area. He's also a public speaker and um, and an author, and he has a fabulous book that is uh, due to be published here in the near future uh, entitled My Future Wife, and it's getting a lot of attention. If you have not heard of it, then I suggest that you go onto Facebook or, or Google it and uh, and see what's going on with it later on. As we publish the show notes, you'll be able to uh, to track the link to the book there as well as to Bache's YouTube page. And, uh, you know, Bache, man, you know, I, uh, I've seen you on Black Therapist Rock's uh, Sunday show, and I've seen you on the YouTube channel and doing some other things like that. But for people who are unfamiliar with you, um, you know, you are a licensed social worker. You're a therapist out there in the area, man. Um, and you are you're located in D.C. and Maryland. Are you practicing in D.C. and Maryland now or just uh, Maryland? Just Maryland. Yeah, I'm, I'm a licensed <laughs> clinical social worker in Maryland in private practice. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. And so, you know, a lot of people who are familiar with the barbershop group know that uh, we're about providing men with access to resources and that sometimes access to resources means literature and at other times uh, access to resources means uh, physical people, right? Because a lot, of, a lot of individuals, man, they don't want to reach out to a therapist. <laughs> right, they don't want right. to reach directly out to a therapist and say, hey, look, man, I'm having an issue. But today... We're going to talk about we're going to talk about why some of that is so difficult, and we're also going to hear Bache speak from a very personal and professional standpoint regarding mental health and wellness. Right. So Bache, man, one of the things that um, you and I spoke about before was just this this acknowledgement that as men, um, you know, we have a lot of times coming forward saying we need help. We have a lot of difficulty. Um, accepting who we are, whether good or bad, and really confronting some of those issues. Do you see that a lot in the work that you're doing today? Yeah, definitely. Um, Of course, myself, I had to face some things, and it wasn't until I got into therapy. It wasn't until I had some real conversations with myself and also some peers and mentors that I realized that I needed to do more than I was doing to get into a better place, to get into a better space. And I think a lot of times that's what we run into as men, we want to take it on ourselves. We want to handle ourselves. We don't feel like we need to reach out. Nobody can tell us how we need to improve, what we need to work on. And we just not put, we just don't put ourselves in a space of being helped by others. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the common uh, things I'm hearing from, from men who are in mental health, men who are counselors and therapists. What they're saying is, Hey, guess what? I didn't end up here because I was just a nerd and interested in the field, I actually had some of my own stuff going on and I was being worked on. And this is what led me to, uh, to this place. And so, you know, a lot of our listeners, at least our you know, male listeners are between the ages of 25 and, and 45. And I think that for younger listeners, actually, I think younger listeners are going to be more open to uh, approaching what it is that you just, talked about trying to learn a little bit more about themselves, trying to look at themselves in the mirror. But for some of these older guys, man, it's kind of difficult. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it is. I mean, you know, you come into the office, uh, take for example, you know, I have clients, older clients that come to the office. The first thing is, is either if they're older than me, it's like, what is this young man going to tell me? How can he help me in any type of way? Um, <laughs> yeah. 
around the same age, it's the same thing. Like, we're the same age. Like, what can you tell me? Yeah. Um, but after, you know, making, you know, doing some 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 self-disclosure um, and, you know, making a place, a safe place for them to talk where it's not any pressure or, you know, I assure them that I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm here to listen and help you figure some things out for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and sometimes they, you know, you ask, well, why are you here? What was the reason for you coming? Like, what are you, what are you struggling with the most? Um, what do you need support in the most? This is the place where you can go and talk about some of the things that you might have experienced when you were younger that you just haven't got over, that you just ignored. So yeah. it's it's about creating that space for all men. Right, right. Yeah, and that, that you, you've heard that, that phrase, and I don't know exactly who it's attributed to, but, you know, speak the truth even if your voice shakes, right? And I like to add a little bit to it and say speak the truth about you, about yourself, even if your voice shakes. And I, and I think that that's really what a lot of us guys have trouble doing. We don't have a problem speaking truth about somebody else. <laughs> right, right, right. right. We, we, know how to say, we know how to critique somebody else all day long, whether it's a oh, football yeah. player, a president, you know, girlfriend, mm-hmm. wife, whoever. We know how to tear them to pieces, man. But when it comes right. to ourselves, saying who we are, we're like, yeah, no, nah, about that, let me get back to you. <laughs> Right, right, right. Yeah, that's not so. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. That, 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 but but why is that? Why is it so hard? I say, I mean, like, how? Why is it so so easy for guys to be social scientists and social psychologists and dissect everybody else's culture and current affairs and all that stuff? But why is it so? Why is it so hard for us to do it for ourselves? It's so hard to look in the mirror and say I have flaws. It's so hard to look in the mirror to say I'm not. Um, what I say I am or I'm not um, the elite, I'm not the top, I'm not the strongest, I'm not the best, I'm not the Mm -hmm. smartest. I have flaws, I have struggles, I have things that I can't get over. It's hard for us to do that. So instead of focusing on ourselves, it's easier to just look at someone else. Because while we're looking at someone else, we get to ignore what we're struggling with. We're not exposed. So as long as we're talking about someone else, we can hide behind those things or we can Mm -hmm. hide those things where other people can't see. We can't be critiqued. So yeah. it's about not putting ourselves out there. And that's, you know, goes to vulnerability. Are you willing to be vulnerable? Because that's a scary word for a lot of us men. Because mm-hmm. as sometimes we may have been vulnerable, we may have been hurt. So from that yeah. point on, it's just like, oh, no, I'm not going to put myself in that position again. I have to mm-hmm. remain strong and protect myself because yeah. I'm protecting myself and I have to protect the people around me. Okay. Got you. So let me ask you a question. I mean, you're talking about vulnerability, right? And I, I just, in, in my mind, there's some things that, that go on when I hear that word, especially as it refers to, to men, when we're talking about men. Um, and you said, well, if I'm vulnerable, I may get hurt. But actually, is, isn't it almost inevitable at some point that if you are vulnerable, there's a certain level of, of hurt that you expose yourself to? Definitely, and it's a certain level of hurt that you may need. Um, mm, and when you get wow. hurt, doesn't mean they're going to be destroyed. You know, hurt means okay, I need to make a change. Hurt yeah. means that what I've been doing is hasn't been working. Hurt means okay. that there's another lens that I need to see out of. Hurt also allows you to build. You know, hurt builds character. So yeah. we run from it because we feel like we're always going to be at a lower point in our lives because now we have to start over because I'm hurt. I'm broken down. But you can build mm-hmm. also, you know, that, that, that brings you down to your foundation. 
and then you okay. can rebuild from that. Guys are passionate sports fans, so passionate that our moods and our emotions are directly linked to the fate of our favorite team. But if your team's loss turns into a hole punched through the wall or a remote control tossed through your LCD TV screen, then you might be a little too passionate. Visit HealthyMenMichigan.org to take a free anonymous mental health screening and find tools and resources to help you get back in the game. Based on your results, you may be eligible for a paid volunteer research study. This program is funded by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. So being vulnerable and, and, and experiencing pain is not, it's not, I think a lot of us, we have this bad view of it, right? We look at it in a very, very negative way when it sounds like that's where growth happens. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I always talk about basketball. So when you first start or, or working out, that pain, it hurts, but it's building your muscle. Right. It's necessary. You know, people say, yeah. oh, I know, I know I really worked out when I'm sore. So you really mm-hmm. wanted to put in the work. You did what you had to do to rebuild the muscle or to build the muscle. It's the same thing. You build the emotional muscle, you know, your mental muscle. It's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's interesting, man. I, yeah, that, and that's a, that's a good analogy, I think, because a lot of guys, they can connect to that, you know, right. um, that, that initial thing. Uh, but, but, you know, at the same time, there are guys out there who are avoiding the gym, man, or if you, if you avoid getting on the court, that jump shot ain't going to improve. <laughs> right, 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 right. Like, Definitely. okay, you're you pretty rusty, man. So, you know, guys, again, today we're talking to uh, to the Maryland-based, uh, you know, uh, social worker, Beth Shea Williams. He's the author of Dear Future Wife, dedicated father, mental health professional, relationships. And uh, as you heard me say, he's an author, so you'll have to check out that book. Transforming gender norms, enriching mental health, engaging in social support. These are the goals of the YB Men Project a social media intervention created specifically for young black men. To learn more about the YB Men Project, visit us at ybmenproject.com. The YB Men Project is funded by the University of Michigan School of Social Work, the University of Michigan Depression Center, and the Steve Fund. In in the the Bible, there's a a particular uh, chapter and verse in the Bible, man, that struck me as we were preparing to interview you. and it's something to the to the effect of before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. I put my words in your mouth, and it goes on to say to uproot and to tear down, to destroy and overthrow, to build and to plant. And um, you heard me say, you know, speak the truth about yourself, even if your voice shakes. And I think that 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 those few sentences, those few words uh, of the Bible, are something that some guys can take a look at, especially if they are, you know. Christian or they're familiar with the Bible or whatever, they're open to these perspectives. I think that's something that guys can look at and say, wow, you know what? There's something in me that needs to be borne out, and there are some processes that I need to go through uh, in order to have those things borne out. You know, I have to, to uproot. Maybe I have to uproot myself from, from old ways or old thinking. Maybe I have to tear down something that's no longer working. And you talk about, you know, tearing things down to the foundation and rebuilding and, you know, one of the things I heard you say is you had to go through some things to, to get there. And so, Bashay, I, I got to ask, just what were a couple of the things that you went through in order to uproot, tear down, and rebuild yourself? Well, it was struggles, uh, you know, growing up being shy. We moved around a lot, um, lived in impoverished neighborhoods. Um, so there was that, that thing, and then the shyness turned to, you know, being an introvert. The introvert turns into anxiety. So wow. it was all those things. So, and I realized that I did, like as the, the, the verse said, you know, we have purpose. 
So, mm-hmm. but what what was the problem with me was my purpose was scary because it it went against everything that I just described: being shy, being an introvert, uh, the anxiety. Who wants to go up on stage and talk about stuff? Who wants right. to be you know in the in, be visible when you're shy, when you're introvert? Who wants yeah. to be around people when you're anxious? So those mm-hmm. things I had to really deal, and it's a it's a constant battle when you, you know dealing with because that's you know the voices come sometimes. Oh, you're gonna mess up, or you're gonna do this, you're gonna you're gonna stutter, you're gonna fail, you're not gonna know what you're talking about. So yeah. you're I'm constantly battling those things, but I'm committed to it. I'm committed to mm-hmm. my purpose, and I know a lot of people say purpose, and people get intimidated by purpose, or people try to find out what their purpose is, or people compare their purpose, and that's what. I feel like we really need to get away from because not all purpose is meant to be this big thing. Your right. purpose may be to serve the person beside you. Your purpose yeah. might be to um, be quietly um, visible. Um, your purpose is, I think there's a difference between being pur- having a purpose and being called. You can have a purpose and being called to serve many people. I think that's the difference. Yeah. Um, yeah. An- another thing that I, you know, struggle with was relationships. Um, I had this idea of that um, I wanted this perfect relationship. Um, and I already carved out what the perfect relationship was. I went into relationships trying to be this perfect person, and Uh-oh. if it didn't line up, yeah, then I would be defeated. Or if I okay. chose the wrong person, or if I gave the wrong love, I mean the right love to the wrong person, or vice versa, I would be defeated. So I had to shut down and start all over and then detach from emotion. So those are some of the things that I, I dealt with as far as like growing up and really saying, okay, I need to check myself. I need to start all over. I need to sit back and I need to work. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like that's a, that's a, that was a lot to, to, uh, to kind of confront, you know, um, and, and you don't strike me at all as an individual that that's shy today. <laughs> you know, I, I saw the I saw the video of you uh, dancing over in Greece, man, doing your uh, doing your shiggy challenge. You know, oh yeah, yeah, got the kiki. Right, right. Got the got the challenge going on, and I'm like, yo, look at him, he's out there. So good for you, man. I'm I'm glad that. Uh, thank you for sharing it, and I'm glad that you've been able to to address those things in your personal life and and overcome them because it's very important, as you know, for men to hear that other individuals have gone through something similar, and uh, and that there's a way to to work through it. A lot of times, of guys don't know where you're coming from, they tend not to listen to you, right? You know, how right. can I listen to the guy? If I'm a ball player, you know, why would I listen to the guy who's never been a champion, to the championship? Right. <laughs> he's he's right. never right. done anything. I'm not listening to him, right? right? Um, right. So that's extremely, that's extremely important. So the other thing that I will, will kind of, you know, piggyback uh, off of is this. It, it sounds like you had, an experience or experiences that a lot of African American men can identify with. You know, I know that that um, for me and for many other folks I know, we always have to check ourselves on that negative self talk, and whether you know whether it's it's a, the, the messages that came from family or something that you got from society or you know overt covert racism or whatever, man. I mean. Like, mm-hmm. you, you walk into a room and you go, oh, am I good enough? Right. You know, right. and I know so many African-American men 
uh, particularly who they have that concern, but they don't necessarily voice it. And I don't know if you run into that uh, a lot, but I know I see it. I see it quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, definitely I see it. I've experienced it. I mean, the self-talk, the automatic thoughts that come in, um, the moment you step into something or the moment you think you want to do something, and it's like, oh, you can't do that. Right. That's not for you. Oh, somebody's going to do that better. They're going to be judging you. Um, Mm. Or you walk into a room of professionals, and I remember I was at, um, I don't know, it was a speaking event. Um, I was just in the crowd. And I remember they were asking questions or they were getting feedback. And I knew what to say. Um, okay. But I kept quiet because I didn't want people to judge me. You know, right. I didn't want people to say, oh, you're wrong. And I just sat there for a while. And then eventually um, one of the panelists said exactly what I wanted to say. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. I remember a speaking engagement um, that I had. I spoke before the keynote speaker. And I, at first I prepared this whole presentation, but I said, you know what, this is not the vibe, so I'm just going to go off the top of my head. So I was just mm-hmm. like, I hope it works. I hope people receive it. I hope it was good. And I was kind of feeling funny about my about the speech, about the presentation. And mm-hmm. then the keynote speaker tapped me on my shoulder before they went on and said, you said exactly what I wrote down. Wow. So it's, it's going to seem like we're going to have the same speech. And I was like, right? okay, okay. <laughs> okay, I know what I'm talking about, right. you know. Right. So you yeah. have to fight those things. You have to really combat the, the, the negative self-talk with positive self-talk and say, I can do this. Yeah. You know, you almost have that conversation with yourself. You say, you pre-game with yourself. It's like, you're good. I'm mm-hmm. good, bro. You got right. this. That's the right. same, the That's same right. pep talk you would give your homeboy, the same pep talk you would give your, your son or your daughter or anyone, you know. You got to give it to yourself. Yeah. You see that? And that, and it's funny because when I, you know, when I look at that verse before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, I put my words in your mouth. That's that pep talk right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Exactly. You know, that's exactly. A, man, that, that's the pep talk. It's like, okay, you know, stop the doubt. Stop worrying about what everybody else is, is going to say or how, how you look. Don't worry about that. You know, mm-hmm. I put this in you, so get it out there. Um yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's extremely important, and I think that that's very important for the times that we live in today, and I think that that's important whether you are African-American, whether you're an African-American male or not, if you're just, you know, wh- whether you're white male, uh, uh, Hispanic male, Asian, it doesn't matter. I think that right now, because uh, women in society, children in society, a lot of people are looking for men to be better and different. I think that we need to use our healthy voices and speak up, right? Right. I think that we need to be able to show who we really, really are in order to get some results, you know? I mean, because it's just, this is a shifting time, uh, not right. just in America for us, but I think it's a shifting time all around the world. Right. And uh, you don't want to be, be sitting on stage or in, a, in an office group or at home with your spouse or whatever, and have somebody steal your thunder. Go for what you know. <laughs> right. Right. And, 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 you know, I always say the other thing is, too, is, like, if you mess up, it's okay. Yeah. It's really okay. If yeah. You, you know, you can, you can start again. You can, you can mm-hmm. try again. You can try something different. Um, right. I think we defeat ourselves. We try to destroy ourselves mentally, emotionally, psychologically. When we do mess up, we, we do make a mistake. Yeah. Absolutely. We just got to attack those mistakes and, you know, start all over. 
Absolutely, absolutely. You know, again, guys, you've been listening to Bashay Williams, a licensed clinical social worker out of Maryland and the author of Dear Future Wife. Um, you know, one of the things that I want to ask you as we begin to, to wrap up is a lot of guys still have a lot of um, anxiety. They, have, they still have a lot, of, a lot of concerns about going to therapy, Bashay, as you know. There's still yeah, a lot of men who are like, oh, they're kind of opposed to it. Either they're opposed to it because they're dealing with some toxic masculinist things, you know, maybe some thoughts that are just, you know, that they grew up with that may not be quite right. Um, they may be opposed to it, you know, because of their, their spiritual and religious inclinations. You know, it was like we, we go to Jesus, God, Allah, we don't go to a therapist, you know. Mm-hmm. Right, um, right. What What's something that you want to convey to the men listening to let them know uh, that it's okay to go to therapy and just what does the start of it really look like? What could they expect? Um, well, I, so I, would, I always talk about when it comes to religion and spirituality and therapy, um, and I think in each of the books they talk about counseling. Um, they talk about anxiety. Um, they talk about seeking help. So, mm-hmm. and I think um, a lot of us therapists, you know, that's our specialty. That's mm-hmm. what God put on us. Yes, that's what we're um, good at. So I wouldn't try to, you know, discount the ability to, for us to serve you in the capacity of, hey, brother, I'm listening. Yeah. You know, let's work this out together. Um, mm-hmm. What it looks like in the beginning, it looks like maybe an awkward place because you're sitting in front of another man getting ready to talk about yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, all those things we talked about before, and that's, that's what we don't do. We talk about others. Yeah. But sometimes you get in there and you look across the, the, the room of another man and say, you know what? This is all right. Let yeah. me just get this off my chest. Right. It's just a place to really get it off your chest. It's like the name of your show is The Barbershop. It's The Barbershop with two people. It's yeah. The Barbershop where your information doesn't get out. It's The Barbershop. Right. We're not talking about basketball. We're talking about what you're feeling, what you've been through, yes. what you're yes. dealing with. Mm. It's a place where just you can just get it out. Yeah, absolutely. And there, there are a lot of things that uh, – there's a lot of things that we – all of us guys have, you know, buried inside uh, that we 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 don't feel like we have anywhere to go to get those things out. A lot of guys feel like that. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Thank you for the clarification. I, I hope that guys listening will hear that and, and really ponder that if they're considering therapy, if they're considering going to counseling, to know that uh, the the therapist is not the enemy. The therapist is not the adversary. <laughs> Right, right. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, extremely important, extremely important. Um, you know, again, guys, you all have been listening uh, to Bessie Williams, a licensed clinical social worker out of Maryland. He's the author of Fear Future Wife. And we want you to, to find out, uh, Bessie, when is this book, Fear uh, Future Wife, going to be available uh, for the readers? It will be releasing on September 15th, which is my birthday. Um, so it'll be on that Saturday. It'll be available. Right now, I'm accepting pre-orders. You can go on my website and get a okay. pre-order, and it'll be shipped out on my birthday. So um, I'll awesome. try to get it shipped out before that so people can have it on my birthday so we're, like, all celebrating my birthday together. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's the, that's the whole concept. That's the, uh, that's the idea. And that's the point. Awesome. awesome. Okay. 
So, you know, again, Bashay is a dedicated father, mental health professional, relationship specialist, and an author. He works with at-risk youth and specializes in marriage and family, couples, and individual counseling. He writes about life, love, and fatherhood. His writing, acting, and public speaking has been featured on several popular websites, BET, Huffington Post, fatherly, and national syndicated radio shows, TV, movies, and conferences all around the nation. You can follow his work at BechetWilliams.com. You can also follow him on Instagram at BechetWilliams, on Facebook and YouTube at BechetWilliams as well. Hey guys, Riley here. If you're enjoying today's show and would like to hear more, you can gain access to member-only content by going to Patreon.com slash The Barbership Group. We aim to provide as much value as possible to you and the rest of our community, and our listeners play an important role. So if you want more content, or if you're just happy to support our mission and the other men out there, head over to patreon.com slash group to contribute today. Bashay, we really appreciate you uh, taking the time out of your early Saturday morning. I know you are just getting rested up and getting back over here uh, from, uh, from Greece, and we look forward to seeing more of those pictures. But we really do thank you for your time this morning. No problem. Thank you for having me. It was my pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, uh, Bashay and then guys out there, you all have a, a great weekend, and uh, we will talk to you soon. The Barbershop Group provides safe spaces for men to discuss issues of well-being and mental health. The Barbershop Group also serves as a resource to the community, providing consultations and public speakers through partnerships with attorneys, mental health professionals, family agencies, religious institutions, and other advocates. In the near future, the Barbershop Group seeks to renovate dilapidated residential and commercial properties in urban areas to create respite shelters for displaced men. We will also host mentorship retreats and workshops for young men and adults to foster growth through our Iron Sharpening Iron and our Rebuilding Men programs. In addition, we host a weekly podcast covering issues of mental health, homelessness, financial literacy, education, and leadership. If you would like to be a guest on our show, please email us at info at thebarbershopgroup.org. Visit our Facebook page, Or call 313-585-9948 for more information.